Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of the Revelation Road Journey Through Revelation and the End Times series that we are doing. And I pray that these are a blessing to you because I believe we are living in the last days and we need to be watchful. We need to be aware. So it is my goal to help you understand a little more about the times in which we're living and how they relate to the scriptures. So I want to consider this element today of this study, and that is the timing question. The timing question. Lots of people want to figure out the timing. How far are we on God's calendar? When is Jesus coming back? When is the rapture going to happen? When are these things that the Bible predicts happening? You know, when, how much longer do we have? All of those kinds of things. And you'll hear more and more talk about that. And there are many very godly teachers that are teaching every single day. I'm hearing different ones teaching on this topic. So this is definitely important for our day And the reason God is putting it in our hearts is because we're living in those days. And we need to understand the days in which we are living. So I just want to bring these thoughts to you today and share this with you in relation to the timing question. We don't know the exact day or the hour. No one does. And we will not even try to guesstimate at that. That is beyond what the scriptures tell us to be about. And we cannot go beyond what the scriptures say. But we do know that we are drawing close. There are some, the Bible even tells us that in the last days, people will come and they will scoff and mock. They will question. Yeah, I've heard this all my life. I've heard this for centuries. There's been prophecy and teachers all this time that have tried to tell us we're in the last days and they're scoffing at it and they're mocking and rejecting it. Friend, don't be like that. The Bible said those people would come, but that's not who we are and that's not who God wants us to be. We are constantly looking for Jesus to come back because he is coming back and he is coming soon. So let's take this topic of the timing question and evaluate it based on the concept of soon. I want us to get this directly from the scriptures. So we're going to look first at Revelation chapter 1, and we're going to read the first three verses. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. So here we see in these short verses in the introduction 
to the book of Revelation that we're told these things must shortly take place and the time is near. Now, this book was written about 2,000 years ago, approximately 95 or so A.D., by the Apostle John, based upon the revelation of Jesus Christ that he was given. And yet, the very first words tell us these things must shortly take place and the time is near. To understand more about the time in question and why those words are true, we need to consider it in the manner that it was used. The word there, shortly take place, draws from the imagery and the concept of a pregnancy and labor and delivery of the baby. A woman, when she gets pregnant, she knows she's going to have a baby. She may have just found out, and so she knows it's yet a ways away. She knows that it's coming, though. She knows to be anticipating it. She knows to be preparing for it. She knows to be preparing for it, even though it may be coming yet in the future. When she gets to be in her fifth month, sixth month, she knows that it's getting closer than it was before. When she gets about seven and a half months, eight months pregnant, she knows it's not going to be long. She knows all the signs tell her that everything will be happening soon and that baby will be coming. When she gets to be eight months, eight and a half months or so, she knows to expect it at any time. She knows that she's very close to the end and that everything that needed to develop prior to the birth of the baby is now almost completed. And so she begins to build excitement as she knows it's just about to come to pass. And she's going to meet that precious little baby that's been developing inside of her all that time. She knows it won't be long and she'll be able to see that little baby's face with her own eyes, and that will give her excitement. In a similar fashion, we are told in the scriptures things that will occur in the future, and we are told also things to be watching for as they draw near. We are given some signs. We are given some warnings. We are given some admonitions. We are given things to watch for that will alert us as we get closer to that day, that will tell us that it's not far away. So when the woman is expecting her baby, she goes through all of these months of pregnancy, and then as the end begins to draw near, she can experience what I believe medically is kind of known as or termed Braxton Hicks contractions. And what those mean is that those are preparing the body. They're almost like a dress rehearsal. They are alerting her to the fact that she's very, very close, but not quite yet. But when real labor contractions begin, 
They will not stop. They will only increase in frequency and increase in intensity until the baby is truly born and the birth is completed. That's the terminology and the imagery that is expressed here in these first verses of Revelation. It's going to shortly take place. In other words, once real labor contractions begin, that woman knows that her baby is coming. When these things really begin to happen, when when God says, okay, it's time, and the first things, that these things begin to come to pass, when the timing comes to be perfect, and these things begin to happen, all of them, they will increase in frequency and increase in intensity until they are completed and all of what God has prophetically spoken of comes to pass. So, in essence, we've talked about this as if we're on a road. We're on the Revelation road. We're traveling on this road to understand what's ahead and where we are on the road. We don't know the exact timing. No one knows that. But let's consider if we were driving to a special destination. Let's say your family is taking a special trip you've looked forward to. Maybe you're going to Disneyland. Maybe you're going to the mountains. Maybe you're going to the Ark Museum or, or somewhere special. And you start out, let's say you're driving there, and it's maybe an eight-hour journey for you. Well, you know, at first, it doesn't seem like soon. Eight hours is very soon. But you start out and you begin. You know that it's going to take you a good eight hours to get there. And then after you've been on the road for a couple of hours, guess what? It's sooner. You know that you're drawing closer than you were two hours ago. When you've been on the road now for about six hours, you know that it won't be much longer. You are coming closer to it. When you've been on the road about seven hours, guess what? You are close enough. You begin to see the signs that actually maybe say that city name and, you know, 50 miles ahead, 70 miles ahead, whatever it is. And you begin to see advertisement billboards that are on the sides of the road that, that give you indications as to your arrival there and what all it has to offer. Sightseeing advertisements, hotel advertisements, restaurants, etc. You'll begin to see those things As you get closer and closer, you'll see more and more of those, more and more signs developing along the road. You'll see more and more as you get nearer to your destination. And so when you've been on the road now seven, seven and a half hours, seven hours and 45 minutes, etc., you are very close. And so the signs point you to that. You know by the mile markers, you know by the fact that that your exit is not far away, and your excitement also builds the excitement because we're close now. We're close, and so there would be excitement building that it's not going to be long and we'll actually get to see that sight that we're coming to see and spend time in the swimming pool or wherever it is that you're going to be spending time and enjoying that vacation. It's similar 
on this Revelation Road journey. It's similar. We don't know the exact time, but we do know that these things have been promised by God himself who cannot lie and cannot fail. His word never fails. His word always comes to pass. And he has a proven track record. He has a proven track record. In the fullness of time, he brought forth his son. He is right on time with everything he promises. It will happen. So we rely on the promises. We know, according to John 14, according to the book of Revelation, according to the book of Zechariah, according to the book of Isaiah, according to the book of Daniel, according to the books of Moses, according to the Psalms, according to the revelations and the prophetic word that Jesus gave, according to the apostles and the epistles. We know, we know these things. We know that we're on this journey. We know what the promises of God are. And as we're getting closer, we're seeing more of those signs that tell us we are in fact closer. We are in fact much sooner than we were before. We are closer and closer, even more so than we realize. We also rely on the fact of God's faithfulness and his character. He will fulfill what he said, and he has a proven track record for doing so. And his timing is always perfect. I want to read you a couple of passages real quick as we begin to draw down to a close here for this particular episode. I'm going to read Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. So God is telling us here, and Paul is writing for us here, that there was a fullness of time. There was a perfect time for Jesus Christ to come. And even though the very first messianic prophecy that we read in Scripture was found in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, 4,000 years before Gabriel comes to Mary and says, Mary, you're going to have the Messiah. You're going to birth the Messiah, just like Moses wrote in Genesis, just like Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 7, 14. That's you, Mary, and you're going to be the one that God has chosen to bring the Messiah into the world. He came at the perfect time. He came in the fullness of time, God's perfect timing. I want to read another one in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Solomon is writing, he says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. God makes everything beautiful in its time, its perfect time. So we are waiting. We keep waiting, but we know that it will happen. Just like the woman who is pregnant with that growing baby, 
She knows the baby will be born. She doesn't know exactly when. She doesn't know the day. She doesn't know the hour. But she knows it will be born. She knows it's going to happen. In the same way, we are waiting for the Lord's return. We are waiting for our groom. We are waiting for Jesus to come for his church. And we are waiting for all of these things that his word said would happen to come to pass. And they will, in fact, come to pass. So I want to leave you with one other passage. And I want us to consider what should we be doing while we wait. And I want to read from First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. It speaks of the sons of Issachar. And it says this, Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. And then it goes on and it talks about their chiefs and the, the number of them and so forth. But these sons of Issachar were commended because they knew what to do, because they could discern and understand the times in which they lived. Jesus comes along in the New Testament and he tells us such as, watch and pray. When you begin to see these things begin to come to pass, then look up for your redemption draws nigh. He tells us not to be asleep. He tells us to be watchful. So do the apostles in the New Testament. So we need to understand the times in which we live, just like if you were on your way to your special destination for your family vacation. The closer you get, the more you will be able to tell that you are close. The more signs you will see, the more excitement will build, the more you anticipate it because you know it's near. We are living in the days when we know it's near. We do not know exactly the time or the day or the hour, but we know that we're close and we are closer than we realize. And when those things begin to happen, they will happen and they will be completed very quickly. And God will make all things perfect and beautiful in his time. Let us be found faithful. Let us be found watching and waiting, expecting our Lord's return. And let us be ready when that day and that hour comes. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can tune in for other Revelation Road topics. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.